You are listening to Kingdom Faith with Phil and Ben, where we focus on the Christian life, the good stuff, and the hard stuff. In this week's episode, we'll be talking about godly vision. We'll discuss how important it is to have a God-inspired vision in the church, how we better pursue that vision, and the results that we should expect to see from sticking to it. So, Phil, what would you say godly vision is? I, I think that we can... We can put it in a lot of different terms, but I think the, the simplest thing I can could say about godly vision is just a goal given by God. And, and uh, I think this is one of the most important things that a church can focus on is what God has for them. Um, also, just for the fellow believer, because I don't just believe that the church itself gets a godly vision, but you as a Christian believer also get a godly vision, and you should also pursue that godly vision. Um, I think, you know, some people are, and some churches, you know, struggle with finding it, you know, and, and we're going to talk about that later in the podcast on how to pursue it. But um, I think one of the greatest examples that we get in the Bible, and there's so many examples of God giving people of the Bible a godly vision on what they're called to do. Um, but the biggest one that, that I can think of is Moses at the burning bush. Moses is running away because he's, he's done killed you know, the Egyptian soldier, and, you know, he was kind of scared and whatever, and he, he runs, and he's in the wilderness for, for quite some time, and, you know, God comes to him in this burning bush, and, you know, he's telling him to go back to Egypt, um, and to, to not just go back to Egypt, but God even gives him a future goal. He says, I'm going to take you somewhere. I'm going to take you to the land of milk and honey, um, to the land of the Canaanites, the, all the, all the ites, <laughs> yeah. and, you know, God gives them this this vision of where they're going to go and the goal. Um, but as we know, Moses had a journey. And we know also know Moses didn't make it there. So I think for a church, that godly vision can extend past maybe the pastor who gets the godly vision. Um, that it's, it's this overall future goal. Yeah. Phil, would you say that churches should expect to have a burning bush moment? No, probably not exactly like a burning bush. Oh. But I think I think a lot of us expect that type of moment. And if we don't get that moment, we don't pursue our godly vision. Um, I think, like we said, we're going to talk about it a little bit later, but um, it's actually quite simple. Um, it's not as difficult or it doesn't have to be miraculous like a burning bush because um, God doesn't really do that uh, to us. Um, he does sometimes come to us in moments like that, but overall I would say he doesn't come in moments like that. Um, he kind of expects us to what we're going to talk about, pursue it. Um, he wants us to pursue this godly vision. And and I know it, with our church, and we're going to talk about that, but um, this godly vision, I believe, is always going to be bigger than us. Um, no matter how many people you have in your church, whether you have you know 50 to 2,000 people, I believe whatever God's given you is going to still be bigger than you. Yeah. Makes you know? a dependency. Yeah you have to be willing to to rely on God and if you don't rely on God it's not going to glorify him um you're not your faith is not going to be tested you're not going to grow um all those things that that come from a godly vision are not going to come if you don't allow God to to be your guide and you depending on him for your future goal for a church and as you you know as a believer um so i think those are definitely big but but Ben how about how about you tell us kind of what what the godly vision here at New Life is. Yeah, so when you're talking about godly vision, there are things that are specific to churches, but there's also some universal ones. You know, universal stuff looks like 
spreading the gospel, going and making disciples and helping out the poor, those sorts of things. But getting more specific on individual churches, uh, God can give a little bit more to gui- uh, more guidance. So here at New Life Fellowship, we have a vision to pursue a, a men's shelter, a women's shelter, eventually a children's ministry. We're not, we're not sure what that looks like because that's kind of the last step and it always mm-hmm. has been and a soup kitchen uh, right now along that road we have a soup kitchen that serves a meal every single day and we get a lot of community involvement with that we have a women's shelter for ladies transitioning out of incarceration or homelessness or an abusive relationship what have you and then we also have a a women and children shelter for that is specifically designed for moms because we were having a lot of moms who didn't want to be separated from their children who wanted to stay in our facility and they couldn't just because it wasn't a child-friendly facility so we decided that we're going to make a secondary branch that Mm -hmm. was child-friendly and that's actually just been open maybe four or five months yeah so that vision i think we casted back in 2005 and we've been a church since 2001 or 2002 2001 yeah so even then there was a couple years before we got that goal of this is where we want to end up and there's been a lot of stuff that's happened along the way a lot of stuff that we've done that we didn't think we were going to do but we were very biblical in casting that vision we got a group of people together who made that goal and a pastor who relied on the guidance of of God and of Christ to to plan it. I know, um, and I think that this is kind of important because what we're, we're a church right now the size of, we're the, we're the average of 60 people, um, and, and that's pretty, that's a lot of stuff. Um, and I know even people in our church struggle with this vision because it is much bigger than ourselves. Yeah, it's more than what we could ever do. Yeah, and, and that is, this is the type of vision it might not look exactly like ours, and I hope that it doesn't actually look exactly like ours um, because there's so many different areas that we can't even cover that you as a church or you as a believer could go far beyond um, because as long as we rely on God and we rely on His strength and His wisdom, um, we'll always get to the point where God wants us to be. And I think this is one of the most important things to know. It's not about how big you are. It's about how big our God is. And I think when we, when we understand that, nothing is impossible. We can actually start to experience the word and, and say that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Yeah. Um, because like we always say a lot in this church that that verse is not merely meant to be said, but experienced. Um, and I think that is, that is very uh, big in our church. And I, and I know it's big in a lot of other churches, especially around our area. There's a lot of churches um, that are pursuing their godly vision and seeing big, big changes here in Huntington and in Fort Wayne um, because, you know, that's the bigger city uh, yeah. around where we are. And whatever the vision is, it's okay if it doesn't look like what everyone else is doing. There are some things that our church is just not equipped to do. We... We are a church that believes in the sanctity of life, so we are very pro-life, but we don't do anything in the pro-life field. You know, we don't offer prenatal care to moms or adoption help, but there are other churches that do that, and they do a great job at it. You know, we're both pursuing the same universal goal of furthering Christ's kingdom. We're just doing going about that in different ways. Mm-hmm. 
And I'd say really, you know, God has given us very specific things here at this church, like doing the men's shelter in the future, doing the orphanage in the future. And I'm sure maybe even other things will be added on to that. But, but, but here at New Life, like you said, there's so many things that, that can change and so many aspects that, that we can't quite pursue like, you know, pro-life. We just don't do that. But, but it's kind of neat to think that maybe God will move us there. Or God will move, you know, another church there, and we could help them, um, because even even if you as a church get a godly vision of, you know, helping, you know, moms for for whatever, whether that's you know, ultrasounds and some of those things, um, you can always help other churches pursue their godly vision at the same time. And like we've talked about before is that we have a lot of churches that help us in this godly vision that God's given us. And sometimes they're so specific, but like you said, there, there are so many different things that we can do as we pursue this godly vision. So, so Ben, in what ways do you think we can start to pursue this godly vision? Well, you know, as always, we want to stick to that Sunday school answer, which is prayer and reading the Bible. Mm-hmm. If your church does not have a strong connection to Christ through the Bible, through prayer, then it's likely that you're going to struggle getting a God-given vision. Mm-hmm. And the Bible's often our instruction manual when it comes to these sorts of things. And you know, we talked about it, I think, the last episode just a little bit, that the, the Bible's good for everything. You know, that is where we base our Christian life off of. So when we're looking at a godly vision, that's the first place we should go. But then I also think when you're looking at more practicality, not that the Bible isn't practical. When you're looking for a church vision, it's good to look at the needs in your community. In Huntington, Indiana, where we are, there's a, a lot of drug issues that go on. We're in rural Indiana, and a lot of times, you know, we get called the meth capital <laughs> of the world, those sorts of things. So our church, part of our church vision is helping people with addiction recovery and with drug recovery. Mm-hmm. That is, we, we saw a need in the community that fit into the vision that we were already pursuing. So we did what we could and we are doing what we can to help with those things. So Mm -hmm. I think looking at the needs in your community is a big one. Yeah. Um, You know, I was looking up, you know, different things and and Matthew seven, verse seven and eight jumped out at me. And and a lot of people know this verse and it says, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and the one who seeks finds, and to the one who knocks the door will be opened. And I think when, like you said, it sounds like the Sunday school answer, but there's a reason for that, because it is the two best things you can do when pursuing a godly vision. Read your Bible and pray, and pray in a way that that you're really searching for that, that godly vision, that you're seeking, that you're knocking, and that here, here in this verse, it says God's going to open the door for you. Like us, you said, you know, we started in 2001, but we didn't really get the vision until 2005. You know, there's sometimes there is a gap, but like there's still stuff that you can be doing while you're searching, while you're knocking, like sharing the gospel. Um, and sharing the gospel is a lot of times incorporated, hopefully, into your godly vision. But you can do those while you are also searching for whatever you're supposed to do in your life for your godly vision or whatever, if you're a leader in your church, whatever your church should be doing. Um, it's all, it's always this pursuit. And, and like we said back, you know, Moses, he had this miraculous kind of 
vision. God came to him in a burning bush. But when we are in direct communion with God, we know his voice. He doesn't have to come to us in a, in a burning bush. We know when he speaks to us because a little bit something different about the Old Testament is they didn't have the Holy Spirit on command. Yeah. We do. I mean, we have it inside of us. We have Jesus inside of us. So, so when we ask and we listen and pursue and knock, I believe God's going to answer us. might not be quite when we want, but I believe he will because his word says he will. And going along with that, you mentioned it earlier, but the casting that vision, it should be future focused. Mm-hmm. It should be big enough that it's going to outlive you. Oh, yeah. It's like what you mentioned. Moses didn't make it to the promised land. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the saddest things yeah. in the Bible to me personally. I read that and it upsets me, but I know that there was reasons for it. But there was a vision that was larger than himself. And we talk about that here all the time. We are, we are still in the building phases. We're going on our 20-year anniversary as a church, and we still consider ourselves to be in our building phase yeah because we're looking at something that's going to be larger than ourselves larger than you and me and the first generation families that are still the major columns the major support structure and foundations of our church yeah and i think this is what really separates a just a normal goal from a godly vision a goal really doesn't outlast you. It's for you, right? It's normally goals kind of for you. You might have some things in there that are, are biblically, and hopefully you do, but a godly vision normally will always be future-focused. It will always be looking past you because God is much, much bigger than ourself, um, and, and I don't think anyone would disagree with that. So like we said, pray, read your Bible. Mm-hmm. Can't, can't stress that enough. Pray and read your Bible. If you're, if you really want to know, if you really want, you know that that godly vision, start there. But also, like we said in our last podcast, don't be afraid to talk about it. Don't be afraid to ask about it. Don't 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 be afraid to ask if it, your pastor, if you're looking for a godly vision in your life, because I'm sure your pastor would love to talk to you about it. Mm-hmm. He'd love to give you some some help. You know, he'll probably say the two things we said here. Hopefully, read your Bible. And pray. Yeah. And just going along with that, that casting a godly vision as an individual and as a church, it's great, it's necessary, but never allow that to limit who you're trying to reach out to. Last winter, our church opened a temporary homeless shelter. That's never been a part of our vision, but we knew the need was there because it was a particularly cold winter. And so we did what we could to help the community. And again, that just goes back to meeting seeing what the needs and meeting what you can so phil we're now we're going to talk about what a godly vision produces and i think that you have some stuff to share on that uh yeah um i was i was looking i'm like you know there's so many different things that produces you know in our life just with the growth aspect um being better christians um, hopefully getting closer to god um but i found these five characteristics um and it, it was it was on a leadership website, and I, I think these five characteristics really uh, is the outcome of a godly vision. And, and the first one is, you know, godly vision leads to helping others. Our whole vision here at New Life is about helping others, helping the need in our community, helping men, helping women, helping children. Um, that's always been a part of the vision, and I believe that a godly vision is always centered around that. We'll go back to what the story that we just talked about, Moses. His godly vision was to help the Israelites. Really, that's always the vision is helping others. Mm-hmm. And I think I think the second 
second point is is also very important is that a godly vision glorifies God. It will never not glorify God as long as you're pursuing the godly vision. I mean, you're doing it in a very biblical way, and you're praying, and you're relying, and depending on God. Um, it will always it would always glorify Him um, because He's the only one that needs to be glorified. And this is why your godly vision will probably always be bigger than you because it's going to show the strength and power of God. I could say that probably the number one reason why... <laughs> I know God is moving is because of the godly vision here at New Life. When, when, when we're low on funds, but yet we get funds from people we don't even know. Um, because God always has a way of providing. I know that the, our meal ministry has been fairly self-sustaining uh, for a while just in donations. Yeah. People donating food. Schools donating food. You know, different organizations donating food. Um, I know we just we don't have to normally spend a whole lot of money on the food aspect. Yeah, we got definitely got the bills, mm-hmm. but God always still provides for them. Mm-hmm. Um, there's moments that we hardly get any money in, but yet God still provides. I mean, it's just amazing to me to see that. And and you really can't glorify anybody else other than God. Yeah. Because we know that it doesn't come from anywhere else. We can't even explain it. It's so, you know, miraculous. Um, it's pretty it's pretty cool to see God move in our godly vision. I know that God moves in anybody's godly vision. And we can be like, okay, God's moving because I'm doing what God wants me to do. Yeah, and I think going along with that, I know you're only on number two. But, you know, these five points, it all goes back to a purpose. Mm-hmm. Having a, a godly vision, it gives you purpose. And these five points are talking about parts of that purpose. Without without that, what are we doing? Mm-hmm. We're not pursuing the kingdom if we're not doing what God's called us to do. Yeah. So, yeah. so, so the you know the third point here is what we we've already focused on, but because it is it is very big, I I believe that that godly vision is always future focused. Um, it's always going to be looking far beyond you. Um, it's always going to be looking honestly at everything else but you um, in most cases. Um, now, do you benefit from it? Of course you do. Mm-hmm. You're going to grow. You're going to be mature, a mature Christian. You're going to get off the milk, right? You're going to get on the meat mm-hmm. um, when you start pursuing a godly vision because it will stretch you. Yeah. Um, it will stretch your faith in ways that it's probably never been stretched before, but um, there is no greater blessing. Um, than a pursuit of a godly vision. Yeah, it, it makes me think of one of the Gospels, I'm not going to say which and, and get be wrong, <laughs> where John the Baptist is uh, you know, baptizing people and Jesus is baptizing people nearby. And John's disciples say, hey, this Jesus guy, he's taken our crowds away. Mm-hmm. And John says, good, he needs to increase and I need to decrease. Exactly. And I think that's so important. You know, we should be reflections of Christ. And the minute that I stop recognizing myself and I start only seeing Christ or seeing Christ more, I know I'm on the right path. Yeah, exactly. And the, one of the, the coolest things, and, and it's one of the scariest things, just, you know, from experience, when you pursue a godly vision, it defeats the devil. It defeats our enemy. But I will say this. In your pursuit of a godly vision, don't not expect the devil to come in and try to stop your pursuit. Um, because he will do that. Um, the enemy prowls around like a lion 
you know, seeking whom he may devour. And, and you are not, you know, just because you have Christ, you're not, you know, no exception. Um, he may be even more especially coming after you. Um, because, like we said, a godly vision helps people. A godly vision glorifies them. And that godly vision might even extend far beyond you. So I, I think that when we start pursuing, we also must be alert. We must be ready and we must be watchful um, because things might try to come up to stop out that godly vision. This is why we, we need to read our Bible and pray consistently. Um, I know that's something that we do here at this church. Um, we pray for our, the ministries here. We pray for our church. We pray for our leaders um, so that we're all hopefully becoming stronger and stronger into that godly vision and with our communion and relationship with God. Yeah. Where where we are looking to advance the kingdom and build, the enemy's looking to steal, kill, and destroy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that and that brings us to the last point: is a godly vision ultimately advances God's kingdom. I mean, that's one of the most important things you can be a part of. Is starting like we said, laying bricks, laying brick after brick in God's kingdom, um, because that's the kingdom that matters. That's the kingdom to be focused on, because that is the eternal kingdom. And those are the things that we need to be focused on, the eternal things. Um, I'll say this, that godly vision is scary. It can be one of the most scary things in your life. It is, it is one of the hard things because, like we said, it stretches you. It stretches you in a way that you might never been stretched. And, and I say this a lot, and there's exceptions to it, but 95% of the time, and that's just my own statistic, uh, 95% of the time is that God, a godly vision will make you uncomfortable. It will be something that, that puts you in a place of uncomfortability. Um, and I think that's one of the best places to be. Because like we said, you become dependent on God. You rely on God for strength. You rely on God for boldness and confidence. And all the things in God's word that he says he'll give to us. When you start pursuing a godly vision, you realize, oh wait, God is actually giving me these things. Um, and things just really become reality. Um, the pages of the Bible really begin to jump out at you when you pursue a godly vision. Oh wait, you know God says that I can cast all my cares on Him because He cares for me. When you pursue a godly vision, you understand that, oh wait, this is important. Yeah. I need to cast my cares because those are the things that weigh me down and stop me from pursuing that godly vision. And when I do that, and Jesus says that, you know, all who are weary, come unto me because I'll give you rest. Those things really start to jump out of out at you when you start to pursue that godly vision. Yeah, you, you go from studying the word to experiencing the word to living the word. Mm-hmm. That's good. I think if you're a person here that is in search, looking and hoping for that godly vision, I'll say this in, in Romans uh, chapter 12 verse 1 and 2 and, and I'll just kind of paraphrase it here it says that you must be living sacrifices for that will for that perfect pleasing will of God um, it also says in there that that we must act completely different from the world because like we said that godly vision will be completely opposite of maybe how the world may do it I mean that's the best place to be so, so here on this podcast, like I said last week, we do a weekly verse. Um, and this weekly verse, I think, really goes with our theme here about a godly vision. And that is Proverbs twenty nine eighteen, which says, Where there is no revelation, people cast off restraint. But blessed is the one who heeds wisdom's instruction. 
So in, in next week's episode, you will get to know Ben and I a little bit better. You're going to get to know, we're going to give you our testimonies and kind of how new life here has helped us and, you know, how we've even grown in our faith with our difficulties and those hard things that we've also experienced in our own life because we've experienced different things um, and we're going to share those with you. So it might be a little bit different, it might be a little bit deeper. Um, you'll just get to know us a little bit better. But like we said last week, we post a new episode every Monday, uh, so be listening for that episode, and if you have any comments or questions or requests for episodes, you can email us at kingdomfaith2001 at gmail.com, and that is kingdomfaith2001 at gmail.com, and thank you for listening to Kingdom Faith.